Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, this time via the MVP hotline, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them use. And this week, we've, Mark, you sent a tweet out I saw earlier this evening as we're recording the podcast on Tuesday. A little bit of a weird scheduling with the MVP studio, as we don't use it alone, had to do a later schedule than usual so mark's like ricky i ain't driving all the way in i'll just call in and be lazy but mark's still here we're gonna be doing the onside kick we're talking a little brock the cock in denver should he replace peyton manning we're gonna be talking some johnny football some chip kelly but we're gonna make our stop in denver first mark and the question is simple we asked it it's the name of the podcast should brock osweller be the long-term replacement, the long-term replacement for Peyton Manning? I think, you know, this is a tough question. It really is. Um, and I hate, I hate to do it this way. I hate to start it out this way. Um, I think he will be the replacement for Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Manning has essentially done it, Denver. Um, I've been thinking that since the offseason. This is nothing new. Uh, I don't, however, I'm not convinced about Brock Osweiler. When I was watching the game, like, yeah, he looked okay, but he's playing the Chicago Bears defense, which is awful. Um, Chicago Bears defense, which apparently did not have any interest in in blocking any wide receivers. I mean, the the best passes that, that Brock Osweiler had were to wide-open receivers that could then just run all day. Uh, and also there was, what, like 170-some yards on the ground? So, yes. It was a good game. Yes, Brock Osweiler did well. Yeah, he's probably going to replace Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning essentially is done. Um, but long term, I'm not convinced. He didn't wow me. He didn't really do anything great. Maybe that's not what Gary Kubiak wants, but I'm not convinced. Well, and I mean, for those of you who are like, man, Ricky, I don't even know the stats from the game against the Bears. 20 of 27, 250 yards, an average of... per throw, two touchdowns, no INTs, had a QBR of 78.2 compared to Jay Cutler, who had a QBR of 43.6 in that game. And to me, I feel like it's one game. It is one game. We're not going to know if he's the long-term starter until we see a couple more games. He's going to get one hell of a test. This upcoming week, Sunday night football, yeah, Sunday night football against the New England Patriots, undefeated. If he can do similar numbers, even I'd say even if he has the same numbers but one less touchdown and only has a single touchdown, and they win, then he looks like okay, cool, we can win this game, we can move on with this guy. But there's also part of me that feels like. Is he playing for a job in Denver, or is Brock the Cock saying, hey, you know what, I can play well now. Peyton Manning comes back in three weeks when we play Oakland. Peyton Manning finishes out the season if he stays healthy, and Brock just played for a bigger contract somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That To me, that's pretty much what right now I'm thinking, because Brock's got two games. He's got two games left that are for sure he's going to play this week against the Patriots at home, the week after against the Chargers on the road. And, I mean, that Charger game doesn't look as good as it has in years past because the Chargers have stunk this entire season. But that's how I see it playing out because Peyton Manning is 
at least going to miss two weeks, and that could be more. But let's say he does come back that third week against Oakland. If Brock plays well enough, he's not playing for his career in Denver. He's playing for a long-term contract somewhere else. Maybe Cleveland? Well, let's, let's, no, Cleveland wants to draft a quarterback. <laughs> Cleveland always drafts a quarterback. Um, but I, I, think, I think there's something that Gary Kubiak really needs to realize. He needs to realize exactly what you're saying, that Brock Osweiler might be playing for that job somewhere else. He's been sitting for a long time. He's done sitting. He, he feels like he is ready. He feels like he is ready for his team, you know, for him to lead a team somewhere. He's, in his eyes, he's going to become, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He's going to step in. He's going to do great things. Now, uh, reality is going to be something different than that. But uh, for Gary Kubiak, he needs to really kind of sit there. He needs to think about it and say, okay, yes, I have this Hall of Famer. Yes, he started off pretty good, but things have been going downhill quick. I don't know if he's ever quite going to, you know, kick this injury this season. Uh, I know I have this young kid who can go somewhere else. There's plenty of teams that are going to want him. What do I do? Do I do I continue down this path with the guy I know who will be here this year, maybe next year, and that's probably it? Or do I say, hey, we have a future. It's time to move on. You know, because eventually all the Hall of Famers, you know, they their careers end, and mm-hmm. in the case of you know I, I can use this with Ricky because Ricky is very familiar. In the case of someone like Brett Favre, oh, I was going to bring it up. Pretty, I was going to bring it, it up. Pretty, that's yeah, exactly I, what I was going to bring up. And I think this is similar. I think Peyton Manning really is similar. It's not ending pretty, and I think this is going to be kind of a black mark on it. Um, you know, it's not like Brock Osweiler went out and had the Colin Kaepernick game mm-hmm. that Colin Kaepernick had against the Chicago Bears, his first start. But it was enough for a Gary Kubiak team led by defense, led by good uh, good rushing attack. I was going to say the rushing attack. Pass. The rushing attack actually got going for mm-hmm. once this season. That and was I, great. I don't know if that's a thing with Brock being in there. So they're like, hey, we're going to try to run the ball more to get him used to it. If that's Brock just saying, hey, I want to get the run game going and it not being Peyton in there. But, yeah, I was going to bring up that Brett Favre, too, because the only thing that is different between Manning and Favre, Manning's injury has happened in the middle of the season. Favre's injury happened last game of the Viking season that year, happened in the Superdome NFC Championship. Brett Favre had a decision. Do I hang it up? Do I come back? And for him, it was one of those things where, hey, we just went to the NFC title game. I'm coming back for another year. I can play with this team, and we can go and do it again next year. Well, it didn't work out that well. He only played 13 games out of 16 that year and had a terrible season how he ended his career. Manning's is a little different. He can sit here and go, you know what? Depending on how these next two games go, if they lose one of them, lose two of them, and fall a little bit out of the playoff hunt, and then let's say they don't make the playoffs or they make the playoffs and lose in the first round, Peyton Manning can go, hey, you know what? I don't feel that same kind of let's come back and do it next year like Brett Favre did because we didn't make it to the AFC title game. We didn't get that far. To me, it's going to depend on how far do the Broncos make it. And even if they make it to the Super Bowl and lose, I don't think Peyton Manning wants to come back and do it all again. And when I mean do it all again, I mean the training camps, the OTAs, everything that you have to do in the offseason. Because you hear the guys on like ESPN, Fox Sports 1, who have played football, they always say, as you get older, each year gets harder and harder to come back and do it mm-hmm. all again. You got to do things when your body doesn't heal as well as it used to when you were younger. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's a lot to this. I mean, I think the question's going to be in Gary Kubiak's mind of, you know, how, how am I going to do this with Brock Osweiler? Because, yeah, you could put him back on the bench and put Peyton Manning in, which is the easy decision. You know, let's say that Raiders game on December 13th 
Peyton Manning is healthy. The easy decision is to put Peyton Manning in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I don't necessarily know if it's the right decision because what what happens with Brock Osweiler in that case? Can you? And Brock Osweiler, this is what his fourth year in the NFL, right? Yep, so he was drafted. In, should be done. He was drafted in 2012. He's going to be a free agent this upcoming after the season. He's a free agent. So the big question for for him is like, yeah, just can Gary Kubiak go and say, hey, for real, you're going to get benched now, but we're not going to bring Peyton back. We want you to start. You know, can can you get away with doing that, or is he? Are you really going to be competing with everybody else? Because he looks decent. He will probably get a starting job somewhere next offseason on one of these bottom feeding teams. Uh, you know, he'll be plug and play essentially is what they're going to hope for. You know, I I just don't know. And and when it comes to comes to the rest of this season, you know, I think there is a great this is a great stretch here because it really is kind of prime for the Denver Broncos to fall off the map a little bit. Uh, you're going to play Tom Brady. Yeah, you have to play the Chargers twice. You know, those are winnable games for sure. The Raiders are looking like a tough team, but the Steelers and Bengals, that's going to be very tough. So this has either the perfect opportunity for Peyton to lose games and people to go, hey, Brock Osweiler looks pretty good, or for Brock Osweiler to be in there, still win some games and prove a point. Whether that point is, hey, I'm ready to start, or the point was, oh, wait, you guys should have benched Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it, if he stays in, it's a huge test and it's going to answer a lot of questions. Uh, but I think if you sit him, I think it's, I just think it's a long-term bad move. You're talking about if you sit Brock. Yes. Because okay. sitting, to me, sitting Brock Osweiler is saying, Kate Manning is the guy for as long as he wants to be here. And the writing is on the wall. Brock Osweiler is going to go great. I will see you guys later. Next year, I'm going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, plain and simple. Um, and like I said, I, you're not always going to be ready to make that big decision. You know, most of the big decisions you have to make as an organization are ones you're not ready to make. You know, it's whether it's trading some player at the at the perfect time, uh, you know, or getting rid of your current starting quarterback and moving on to the next one. You know, you might not be ready to make that decision, but sometimes you have to do it early, pull that trigger early for the long-term benefit. And, well, of course, we're, we're making a lot of assumptions here about, mm-hmm. about Brock Osweiler. But, you know, if Brock Pacock is a real deal, don't you want him starting for your franchise now? Well, and, I mean, the thing you got to think of is, let to me, I feel like no matter what, and this is, what Ricky Widmer feels. Can I be wrong? Possibly. I usually am. But I feel like we have seen, not this season, but this season will be the last we see of Peyton Manning. I feel like Peyton's just getting too old. Peyton's kind of realizing, hey, you know what? If it's if it's going to be it, it's going to be it. And this is going to be the season. He's not the guy that's going to come out and... Derek Jeter it or Ray's last ride it where he's going to say this is my final season he's just going to reevaluate things after the season I feel like after this year Peyton Manning hangs it up because he just he's getting to that age where it's like hey you know what I've done all I can this injury do I really want to nurse this injury over the offseason and come back for another one mm-hmm. and with the Broncos I mean you can say Brock the cock, he's the guy, he's not the guy. If he is not the guy, and either he doesn't want to sign with Denver or Denver doesn't want to re-sign him, I'm looking at some of the free agents that we possibly could see after this season. You want to know some of the big ones? We got Sam Bradford, could be a free agent, depending on if Philly re-signs him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Schaub, Matt Castle, like I said, Brock the Cock, Kirk Cousins, Luke McCown, Dan Orlowski, Case Keenum, Michael Vick, TJ Yates, The Weed Man, David Fails. And those were just some of the ones that 
jumped out to me. A lot Not of- to mention, too, that I believe, it's my understanding that Tyron Taylor, his the last year of his contract, should be uh, he should be able to get out of it mm-hmm. by playing you know 50% of the snaps for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So he could be a free agent, too. And, I mean, to me, all the players I see, and I'm going to include a link to the website spot, spotrack.com where I'm getting all my information on these free agents down below in the description. But out of those names, I don't see a guy that Denver goes or John Elway or Gary Kubiak go. That's our guy. Unless it's Brock. Brock's the only one out of there. But if it's not, I mean, you got to get a quarterback in the draft. And where mm-hmm. where Denver is right now, right now in the draft, I'm looking at a, CB, a CBS Sports mock draft, they're 28th overall. They're not going to go yeah. quarterback at 28th. CBS Sports has them going with a defensive end. I mean, the three first-rounders right now that are projected, Paxton Lynch, Jared Goff, Connor Cook, they're going to be first-rounders. They're going to go top 15 probably. Top 15, top 20, maybe even top 10. Then it comes down to, well, do we want to grab a guy in the second round, third round, fourth round? And the lower you go, is that going to be the guy where, hey, we bring him in and he's the one starting? We're probably going to see from Denver, they may re-sign Brock Osweiler because they just don't have a choice. It's just we have to sign Brock and bring him back. So they may overpay a little bit for Brock Osweiler, but I still feel like in the draft at some point, whether it's, and I'm going off of projections from CBS Sports, either if it's a Christian Hackenberg in the second or Dak Prescott in the third or a Cody Kessler in the fifth or a Trevon Boykin in the fifth or sixth, we're going to see them draft a quarterback this year. You know, I, I can understand where they might do that, Uh but I feel like Brock Osweiler was that. I mean, you know, four years ago, you know, obviously Gary Kubiak wasn't there for this part. But, you know, four years ago, you draft Brock Osweiler, sit him back there and let him learn for a little bit, hoping he's going to be the future. You know, this was what you developed him for. Much like Jimmy Garoppolo in New England, uh, but the timeline didn't work out for them. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo he's ready, essentially, is what we're all assuming, He's ready right now, and he's going to go somewhere else. He's going to play somewhere else because Tom Brady's not done yet. Peyton Manning might not be done yet, but unlike Tom Brady, there's nothing really left in the tank mm-hmm. for, for Peyton. The time, whether you as an organization are ready for it or not, is now. You, I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but you sit Peyton Manning for the rest of the year. Even if you make the playoffs, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning is done. He's, he can sit at home if he wants. He can be cheerleader on the sideline. He already he got wants. his records, right? Yeah, he's done. Okay. He got it. it he's, he's set. It's, it's time for Brock Osweiler. You know, the Broncos probably are not going to win the Super Bowl this year anyways. No, the Patriots, right now, the Patriots are the front runner in the, they're, they're the, they're the front runner in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And I don't see, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but I mean, the Broncos, they're not going to beat the Patriots one on one. The Bengals aren't going to beat the Patriots one on one. Hell, the Bengals can't even win a goddamn primetime game. No one from the wild card right now is going to beat the Patriots. It is the Patriots to win. They're probably going to be going to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I would say it's fairly unquestioned. You know, I, there's nobody. There's nobody in the AFC at least who can mm-hmm. Not even close. I mean, it's not like the NFC where, yes, Carolina is the front runner right now, but how many people have we seen say, well, you know, that Cardinal team, they could be the one to match up against Carolina in the conference championship and beat them. Mm-hmm. Or if Green Bay turns it on. good. We've yeah. seen a good Green Bay team. I just saw it last week. Green Bay, when they're good, are one of the scariest teams in the league. The Giants can turn it on, especially if the Patriots are undefeated because the Giants have to go to the Super Bowl then. It's just the the Patriots are the team to beat in the AFC, and I really don't don't disagree, 
with you saying to sit Peyton Manning because I, I feel like the decision comes down to two sides. Do you care about Peyton Manning and how he finishes finishes his career? Do you want his last performance being that last game with the four picks and the just shutout to Kansas City? Or do you care about the future? If you care about the future, you start Brock the Cock. Yeah. And I mean, for me, you know, there's no question to it. You just start. That's the answer. You start Brock Osweiler. Then there's you're giving him the confidence that, hey, you're our quarterback of the future. And then he's not even thinking about going anywhere else. Exactly. He's just not even thinking about it. And this is where, before we move on to our next topic, I want you guys, the listeners at home, tell us down below in the comment section, what do you guys think? Would you start Peyton Manning when he comes back? Do you start Brock Osweiler? Kind of push him into the quarterback of the future in Denver? Let us know down below. But we got another quarterback to discuss here, Mark. Johnny Manziel. You're really sad. Johnny Manziel. There were... Apparently earlier today, there was video that Johnny Menzel partied over the bye week. And when I was watching ESPN earlier today, they were talking about, well, we don't know if this was taken a year ago, if this was taken over the bye. Well, everything's all said and done. And Mike Pettin said, hey, you know what? I'm very disappointed in Johnny Manziel. And he is not our quarterback. We are going to start McCown. As of further notice, Johnny Manziel has been benched. Which is good, um, you know the the whole Johnny Manziel thing. And let's let's also say the big the big problem with this is a guy who got out of rehab, supposedly partying in a bar, you know, during the bye week. Yeah, that's not good. Like you're, that's already a bad sign right away. It's already a guy who proved he can't quite handle the fame. He can't quite mm-hmm. handle the, the success, the spotlight, uh, and he's already showing supposedly to be going right back to it. Yeah, that's this is Cleveland saying, "Yeah, we're done." I'm sorry. I wouldn't be surprised if he's cut almost as soon as they can. Um, yeah, and it's not only that he's benched; he's the third-string quarterback. He got moved all the way to the bottom. He is done. His time in Cleveland is done. I think somebody will give him a chance somewhere, but honestly, I don't think that many people are even going to be making phone calls. He I think the cop, like I, one option. I don't think they trade for him, but I could if he gets cut. I think he gets signed oh, yeah. by Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones will sign him in a heartbeat. If Jerry Jones will sign a wife beating, girlfriend beating Greg Hardy, he'll fire a. And I'm going to say this is a very stereotypical thing. He Johnny Manziel's a partier, but he'll hire a drunk too in Manziel. Mm-hmm. That's just how I see it. And I mean, to me, Manziel, I. I was thinking today he should have been drafted. Like I'm like, man, he should have been drafted by the Cowboys. First off, it's not that far from Austin, so he wouldn't have to fly down there. Second yeah. of all, he could probably even if he partied, Jerry Jones would defend him tooth and nail to the end because Jerry Jones does that for his players. Some of it can be seen as good, some of it can be seen as bad, especially when you're defending a guy like Greg Hardy. But then he can sit behind Romo. I mean, he, he could have played this. He, all he would have to do is play this last stretch, and he probably could have won one game, and then Romo comes back, and he, he goes back to the bench. There's no kind of quarterback controversy there, and he could sit and mature. Coach Dicka said today on ESPN Chicago tonight, he's like, you know what? If I'm the Browns, cut him, let him go, and if he does some, if he does great somewhere else and he becomes a Hall of Famer, good for him. That means he got his life in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think. Well, the problem is you said there would be no quarterback controversy uh, in, in Dallas? Dallas with drafting Johnny Manziel. Romo had that job. Of, Romo would have that job. No, easy. no, 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 no. With 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 drafting uh, one of the highest profile quarterbacks since Tim Tebow and Andrew Luck. Can't forget about the next great Ryan. Uh, what is Ryan Leaf out there? That is Andrew Luck. Um, we're drafting, you know, the most high, one of the most high-profile quarterbacks in a long time. At no, at you know, in the first round mm-hmm. overall, doesn't matter. As soon as Tony Romo throws a pick, and you know Tony Romo throws picks, 
Johnny football. Yeah, the chance start. People want him out there. The media starts talking about it because it's the circus that is done. There would have been, there would, of course there would have been controversy. Now, um, and Jerry Jones probably would have enjoyed it. Uh, he likes the circus. He thinks it's fun. But, you know, when, when, it, comes to, when it comes to Johnny football, I don't, I didn't think we were ever going to really see that much of anything great out of him in the NFL. I actually am more surprised that he didn't just get hurt. Um, you know, he runs around too much and he gets hit. And also he just throws the ball up when he does that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it worked in college. It doesn't work in the NFL. So I'm more, I'm more surprised at that. I mean, we didn't see, I didn't think we were going to see anything great out of him. I'm not surprised that the Cleveland Browns are probably just going to end up cutting him. I'm actually slightly surprised they didn't just do it now, just to cut the losses and say, yeah, forget it. Uh, but maybe they don't want to. I mean, they're two and eight, so who are they going to help? But maybe they didn't want to help Baltimore or something. They thought, oh, maybe Baltimore will pick them up because uh, they are playing Baltimore. Yeah, and Baltimore needs a quarterback. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think they're. I think they're just done. I think Johnny Menzel's relevance in the NFL is basically done. It'll probably be a little bit of a big deal when he gets signed somewhere. Let's say he goes to New York. Mm-hmm. Or he goes to to Dallas. You know, he'll probably go to one of these high profile places. They'll talk about it. You know, the media will show up. Hopefully, maybe he'll take his shirt off and run around in the rain like Tim Tebow did. You know, we can only hope. Um, but I, I think it's basically done. I don't think anyone's really going to talk about Johnny Menzel anymore until his, you know, like thirty for thirty comes up. What if I told you, you know, one of those type of things? where they'll talk about how he had to fall from grace and is now dirt poor doing nothing with his life. That's if he stays on this supposed track that he's on. Yeah, I mean, we've heard the stories where people turn their lives around and maybe for Johnny Manziel, maybe turning your life around has to be away from football because the one thing you mentioned when we just started this topic was can't handle the fame. Maybe the fame's a part of it. Maybe it's, I mean, I see a part of it of just in college, he was the man Mm -hmm. and he was the BMOC at Texas A&M and at Texas A&M, your quarterback, you just throw five touchdowns, no INTs. You're going to that next, that party on campus going, yeah, what up buddy? What up? I'm the star quarterback. Well, you can't do that in the NFL. No, yeah. You can't do that. And I can't remember who it was. I think it was Lewis Riddick on ESPN today said, you know what? If you're one of those people that don't want to believe, like, because you're either in two categories. You either believe that the NFL is a bunch of squares that go home, don't do anything fun, and just study their playbook all, all week. Or you actually, like, don't want to believe that and say, okay, these guys actually have a life and do stuff that's fun. As an NFL quarterback, NFL player, even if you're the 53rd guy on the roster fighting for a spot, you got to think, okay, who am I surrounding myself with? What am I doing? Who's taking pictures? Who's What are people thinking of me in this situation? Because... It's not any publicity is good publicity. It's bad publicity is bad publicity here. And especially when you play for a Browns team where your coach, your front office, everybody could be losing their jobs after the season because the Browns are the factory of sadness. Mm -hmm. You got to be more unaware of what am I doing? What am I not? You kind of have to be a square. And Johnny Johnny football is not a square. No. You know, the the thing for Johnny, too, is he's a guy who was never really used to losing. No. I, I don't really know if Johnny Menzel really lost much at all in his life. Obviously, he lost a few games here and there, but he pretty much never was a loser uh, at all. Mm-hmm. So he always had that. And I'm pretty, I don't want to, you know, bring his family life necessarily into it, but I'm pretty sure he had a good family life, too. Mm-hmm. But he was always, and by good, I mean very good. Um, he was always a winner. You know, he always felt good about himself and things like that. Well, he was supposed uh, to go. I mean, coming out of high school, he was supposed to go and play with Oregon and come in along yeah. with Marcus Mariota, but switched at the last second to go to A&M. Yeah, so 
you know, the, I, the reason I bring this up about, you know, how he's always been a winner is that he just, I don't know if it's just that he doesn't know how to handle something like this. Like, everything just seemed to work out, so he's never had the moment where he thinks, hey, maybe I shouldn't do something. Mm-hmm. Because something is obvious of taking videos of yourself drinking at a bar after you've been in rehab and your team is giving you a second chance, that's probably pretty obviously a bad idea. You know, it should be. Well, and the one I, thing, and I don't mean to cut you off, but the one thing mm-hmm. that when I was watching that the ESPN talk about it today, it was while I was eating lunch, and my sister comes in and she sits down, and my sister's not a sports person at all. And at first she asked me, she's like, can you turn on Two and a Half Men? And I just kind of looked at her like, no, I'm watching this. And I go back to eating my pizza, and I'm watching it. And do I really want to listen to them talk about Johnny football? No. But this is just me trying to win the battle with my sister because I don't want her to win. That's the kind of relationship we have. And she's listening to it, and she just goes, like, if you know my sister, she's the type of person that's, like, out at the bar until almost closing time. It's, like past 2 a.m. and it's like where are you going I'm going to a friend's house it's like it's past 2 a.m. what are you guys gonna do and she just looks and goes who the fuck cares he had a couple drinks he had some fun and me I didn't get into it with her because like I'm thinking in my head you're not a sports person but I'm like really you got that attitude of like who cares he's having some fun at the bar I mean Mm -hmm. she's not thinking of it as like me and you are right now, but some people have that opinion of it, of whatever. It's the bye week. He was doing what he wants to do and letting <clears throat> loose. However, there's yeah. us that are saying you can't do that. Well, the thing is the team, uh, you know that team has had conversations with him. Where oh, they yeah. Said, yeah this he is went not to allowed. rehab for it. Well, yeah. we don't know exactly, but he went to rehab, I'm assuming, for something like this. Mm. Yeah, he went for a reason. Yeah. They didn't just go for fun. Yeah, the, the team had a discussion. They told him this is not allowed. Mm-hmm. He did something that wasn't allowed. The team is punishing for him, punishing him for it. He's actually lucky he has a job still. To be simple, I mean, to be honest about it, he's lucky he's still got a job because they should have cut him after that because mm-hmm. they said, don't do this. He did that. He should not have a job. The only, I honestly am convinced the only reason they – didn't cut him was because they're playing the Ravens next week and the Ravens need a quarterback. There's no reason why the Ravens wouldn't have picked up Johnny Manziel. So the very least of, hey, you remember that playbook, right? You know, they want to they wanna get the inside edge. Man, there's, in only, there's only one team in the entire league that would just go, fuck it, we don't care, and that's the Patriots. If he was on the Patriots, cut today, doesn't even, like, fuck it, the Jets, if they're playing them. You know the playbook, right? Bill Belichick doesn't yeah. care. Show yeah, him the playbook. We're still going to beat him. But it's the Browns, and the Browns haven't won a game since they last played the Ravens on October 11th mm. when they won an OT. Yeah, and if they beat the Ravens here, you know, maybe you're not looking at the number one overall pick next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that being said, I'm talking about the draft. Okay. How sad is it for the Ravens that they have to draft another quarterback now? Do you think they have to? What's their alternative? I mean, Joe Flacco's only done for the year. No, no, not the Ravens. Not the Ravens. We're You're talking, talking about, about the, Browns. Uh, the Browns. Okay, I thought you yeah. meant the Ravens. Okay. No, no, the Ravens don't draft well, quarterbacks. The Browns draft quarterbacks. There's only one quarterback for the Browns. There's only mm. one quarterback that I would be fine with them drafting if they did, and that's Paxton Lynch. He's the guy out of Memphis. Because to me... He's the only one right now that I'm confident in that's going to do something in his career. However, the thing you got to think about is Paxton Lynch. You get drafted by the Cleveland Browns, you're starting. There's no sitting if you go to Cleveland. No, not for anybody. Or do they they go, if they get the number one pick, what I think they would have done and what I had them doing in our midseason mock draft was at number one go defense, a guy like Joey Bosa get that outside linebacker, defensive end type, the pass rusher from the outside, then maybe in the second round take maybe a guy like Cardell Jones, an Ohio State guy from the state, or 
a Dak Prescott idea. or a Cody Kessler later, a guy where it's I, like, I, we don't need a first rounder. The, the problem here is, well, first of all, let me address your thing on what which okay. guy you would like. That the only guy you would like them to take, the Browns don't care what you want them to do. They're going to draft somebody who's going to fail. That's all they do. Um, but I mean, the problem for the Browns and, and what they're once again finding themselves in. Their starting quarterback is a guy they've benched multiple times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's a guy who the last few places he's been to, well, I should say the last two places he's been to, he has been very unsuccessful. Um, nothing has worked for him, and that's not surprise. He's only been in one place, and that was Chicago for mm-hmm. like two games, where things actually looked good for him. It's the only time in his entire career he's really been successful. Uh, you, you know, and besides that, who else is there? They have Austin Davis, right? Yeah. yeah. Austin Davis. They have Austin Davis out there. You don't have options, you know, unless they're going to go and they're going to somehow manage to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. You know, they have zero options. That word Tyron Taylor, I guess, would be a good option for Cleveland. But they have zero options. This is a team who, unfortunately, doesn't have an excuse to not draft a quarterback in the first round. Because they're going to be at the very top. They are pretty much stuck, much like the Buccaneers were stuck. You know, drafting Jameis? They absolutely had to draft Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. So far, it looks like that's working out for them. But they had no choice. They had to get him. Well, they I mean, they could have drafted Mariota. They had two quarterbacks to sure. choose from. But that's not the point. The point is they had to draft a quarterback. Yeah, they did. There was no excuse to not draft a quarterback. Cleveland, number one overall, number two overall. Maybe number three overall, if they can somehow squeeze out well, a couple wins. As of right now, and these are from mock drafts on CBS Sports from Rob Rang and Dane um, Bolger, or Bolger, um, from yesterday, right now the Browns have the third pick. If the season ended today, both of them have the Browns going Paxton Lynch. So quarterback. And it's funny. Don't all, all three court. It's funny how all three quarterbacks in this mock draft – Paxton Lynch, both of them have him going third to the Browns. Jared Goff, both of them have him staying in the state of quarter of California at number five in San Fran. And Connor Cook, both of them have him going to the Texans at 19. Yeah. A lot of teams need quarterbacks this year. That's for sure. Yeah, and it's I mean, be a fun off season. some of them may be able to say, okay, we can get a quarterback later on. Some of them may say, okay, we may need to kind of take one right away. And part of me feels like if the Browns get the number one pick, part of me just feels like, you know what? Take the defensive guy and just ride out McCown for a season. Just ride McCown for a season. Mm. You're not like Paxton Lynch is not going to step in and be the savior day one. He's not going to no. be Andrew Luck. You do not have no, Andrew Luck in this draft. But, but the problem is there's no Andrew Luck next year either. No. Unless there was an Andrew Luck out there, no matter who the Browns eventually draft, they're going to go in, they're not going to be that successful, and they're going to have trouble. You know, that's what's going to happen no matter who they draft because the Browns are never going to be in the position mm-hmm. that the Colts found themselves in. Or oh, the Colts got that so the Broncos lucky. have been in. You know, where they can draft Brock Osweiler mm-hmm. and let him sit there for three years. You know, same thing with the Patriots, with the Packers. You know, the Browns are never going to be in that situation. No matter who they draft, they're going to fail for a while, and it's not going to be successful. The problem is, the, you know, I think a big, the biggest problem right now for the Browns is can they create some kind of stability around him, you know, whoever it can be. Because if, it's, if you go next year – Let's say you, you don't draft any quarterback. You're just building players. Mm-hmm. I think with Josh McCown out there, I mean, Josh McCown won't start all 16 games. It just won't happen. But if you start Josh McCown all 16 games for some reason, you win one, you win two. This guy is not going to win you games, especially when he's been in one place for enough time to where teams have a lot of tape on him. Yeah, because he doesn't have that much of you know in his in his weapon, you know, mm-hmm. in his weaponry. He really doesn't have that many options. He, you know, if, if Cleveland goes with him, they continue to fail next 
you know, the following season they win two games and they're right there, still needing to draft a quarterback, number one overall. It's just, you know, I hate to say it, but it's just the same cycle over and over again. It's kind of like how, oh, I I don't know if I can get this right. Like you always say, teams that draft quarterbacks early on keep drafting quarterbacks yep. early on in exactly. drafts. That's just how it is. And, I mean, do we know what's going to happen to Johnny Manziel? No. But his time is his time is most likely done in Cleveland, and Cleveland will be looking for a quarterback this offseason. Hey, maybe they uh, go after one of the free agents. What if the Eagles don't go after Sam Bradford and they go ahead and the Browns say, fuck it, let's try to bring in Sammy Bradford, or they go after a guy like Matt Schaub? They don't have to go to the draft. They can go to free agency, but they're going to be— they're going to be looking for a quarterback, and like Mark just said, mediocrity because there's no star quarterback going to leave a team. But I mentioned Sam Bradford and the Eagles. Let's get to them because the big question after the Eagles' blowout loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week, one of the I'm reporters asked Chip Kelly the question of, do your players believe... The exact question, this is a tweet from Adam Scheffler, the first question in Chip Kelly's presser. After that, can you tell us that the players believe in what you're trying to do, end quote? Yeah, that's huge. That's a big question. And the answer has to be no. I don't think anybody actually believes in what Chip Kelly is doing anymore. We we mention it it every week. You even mention it of, will the plan finally come to flourition? Will it? Yeah, nope. I, everybody was talking, I mean, I think people were pointing it out in the off season that, hey, this is set up to fail. Mm-hmm. Everything he's doing is not making sense. It's going to fail eventually. We were all just waiting for when it was going to happen. Uh, you know, and yes, it worked out in the beginning, but there were still remnants from Andy Reid, um, which Andy Reid was moderately successful there. Um, and ever since, it's just been going more and more downhill, and things aren't making much sense. And teams are figuring out how to how to compete against Chip Kelly's system. And he doesn't have the pieces he needs because those pieces don't really exist in the NFL in the same way that they exist in college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just, and also, of course, you don't have the benefit of playing scrub defenses all the time like he did in Oregon. Yes, he played some really good defenses every once in a while too. But the vast majority of them were not very good. You don't have that luxury anymore in the NFL. You play real teams every week, uh, you know, and then sometimes you play the Cleveland Browns or something. But for the majority of the time, you're playing real teams, or like um, the Lions this week on Thanksgiving. Exactly, exactly. So, with that being said, I just think I've been saying it for a while. Uh, actually, I remember the last time we had one of these podcasts where I was on the phone and I said it then, Chip Kelly needs to be fired. Mm-hmm. He needs to be let go. He's got too much power over that organization. They need to admit it was a mistake, get rid of him, then start over with something else, anything else. I feel like because this... Because there were too many bad decisions. I feel like this team would be doing better if Chip Kelly was just a coach. Mm-hmm. If he didn't have so much power. If the GM said, hey, you know what? I'm going to be the guy that makes the roster moves. I'm all, I'm obviously going to consult you, but I'm going to be the final say-so on the roster moves and kind of like Ryan Pace with the Bears. He's not the GM, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. obviously Pace is pushing the buttons right now for the Bears. Who to draft, who to bring in. John, I'm going to get you the guys, you coach them. I feel like Chip Kelly would be good if that was it. But when Chip Kelly has all this power and says, you know what, I'm not getting along with Shady McCoy, boom, you're off to Buffalo. You know what, Nick Foles, it's not working here. Boom, you're off to St. Louis. I don't think he's a guy that can put together a team and coach. I think he's terrible at putting together a team, and this is what we're seeing. If If LaShawn McCoy's on this team, and I know that you're probably saying, but Ricky, they have DeMarco Murray. Yeah, they can have DeMarco Murray all they want. DeMarco Murray's not performing like LaShawn McCoy did because 
DeMarco Murray doesn't fit. He may have been a spread back in college, but he is now a pro back in the NFL. Yeah, that was a long time ago. He is now a pro back in the NFL. Sam Bradford may yeah. have been a spread quarterback in college. Guess what? He is now a pro quarterback in the NFL, a pro-style quarterback. Because when you get to the NFL, you got to learn to play the pro-style or you die. That's why we see so many of these mobile guys just die off, whereas Cam Newton seems like to be him and Russell Wilson are the only ones that are su- surviving right now. Mm. Chip Kelly just needs to be fired or have less power, one of the two. I think there's no coming back from it. No. They and I and I think that, you know, I respect the decision when it was made of, hey, if we we have Chip Kelly, we have this guy who is very successful in college who says he can be successful here, mm-hmm. the only way we will find out if he really is gonna you know, bring us to the promised land is to give him everything he wants. Let him do it. If he fails, we get rid of him. And I think they're at the point where it failed and they're going to have to get rid of them. I mean, you can see the question of, you know, do the team, does the team believe in what you're doing? Watch that defense play from Sunday. The team obviously does not believe in what he's doing. They are not trying anymore. That defense is a defense that gave up. They said, we are done. It's, you know, it's been fun, but see you guys later. We're ready for the offseason. You know, that's a team that has given up. And, you know, Chip Kelly. There's some good openings in college football. Like I said, go to the SEC. You know, go to a real conference. I'm sorry, Pac-12, but mm-hmm. but go to one. Go to one of the big time conferences. Try and make it work there. You know, because that's always been the knock on Oregon is they're in the Pac-12. They don't play the same level of competition that Alabama plays. Yeah. You know, and that's always a knock. So I say to Chip Kelly. There's your challenge. Go play in the SEC. Try and be the, Nick, the the next Nick Saban. Fails in the NFL, comes back, rules college. That's what you got to do. Well, and it's because kind of, a... it's kind of funny you mention that because mm-hmm. this past Monday or yesterday, I should say, what was the big discussion? Is Les Miles going to get fired from LSU? And the first name everyone was bringing up, and there were some people that were like, "Whoa, whoa, we don't even know if he's going to get fired." Is Chip Kelly? Well, yeah. If he if somehow Chip Kelly survives and does not get fired, the Eagles organization needs to just be just dismantled. It just needs to go away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean there's no there's no excuse for that. I almost wanted to say the same thing about the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> you know, when we were talking about how sad it is that they just keep drafting quarterbacks uh and they just always fail. It's almost like that organization needs to just be taken away and say, "Sorry, guys, you had your shot." The Eagles can go to the the Eagles can go to the AFL, and the uh, Philadelphia Soul can come on into the NFL. Or we can just say, "You know what, Philly, you guys, you're in London now. Have fun out there. (laughs) We don't know who you're going to play. You know, actually, you know, you're probably not going to play anybody, but go have fun out there. You're in London, and Cleveland can go on and be in Dublin." We can have two yeah, European yeah. teams. Yeah, it's just it's it's sad. I feel bad. For, I feel bad for Philadelphia fans. Nothing, nothing good is going to come of Chip Kelly being there. It was a fun experiment. It didn't work. Everybody knows it didn't work. Adam Schefter is also reporting, of course, that all signs, whatever that means, mm-hmm. but signs are pointing towards Chip Kelly not returning anymore. Well, that's, I think everybody knows. Philly fans should be glad about that because in our group text that we have this week, what did I send all you guys? The famous YouTuber EDP, who's a Philadelphia Eagle fan, who is great at ranting. What was his rant this week? How bad Chip Kelly Chip? is. How bad Chip Kelly is. That was his rant. Yeah. So, I mean, it's Philly fans know they're they're not stupid, even though I mean, sometimes sometimes the Everybody way you guys act can be known as stupid, but I don't think you guys are stupid. You guys know good football. You expect good football, especially out of your team. And the one thing that I just want to say, and I want to ask you, Mark, because I was watching an EDP video, and he said the one thing that pisses him off is these Philadelphia, some of these Philadelphia fans, it's like, 
oh, well, it doesn't matter that our team lost this week because at least the Cowboys lost. And he's like, dude, our team lost this week. Who cares what the Cowboys did? We lost. And I mean, mm-hmm. I can see like, okay, you hate the Cowboys, but he, he, made it, he made it seem like, okay, some of these Eagle fans don't care about our team. They just hate the Cowboys. And I mean, you get that with any fan base. There's Bears fans that are like, man, you know what? We may have lost, but at least the Packers lost this week, so I can feel a little bit better. Hey, you got to take solace in something, right? I enjoyed watching the Vikings lose. I had to unfortunately watch the Packers win, but I enjoyed that the Vikings lost. I oh, took that, solace in that. That was a bad I I couldn't watch it. It was so bad. I Well, we watched, I was hoping that both teams would lose, but, you know. You were hoping for what, uh, what Sean said on our NFL previews, that it would be a tie at negative seven, negative seven. That wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> I can tolerate that. But I mean, I really could. but you'll hey, you'll notice too that McDonald's commercial with Dicka, it did change. It's different. Did now. it? Now it's it is Jerry Jones commercial. in it, right? Or not Jerry it's, Jones? Yeah. Jerry Rice. It's a little yeah, it's a little different now. So now it, it is Jerry Rice in a cowboy jersey. And suddenly, both teams win. Yeah, suddenly uh, the Packers are winning games again. I'm just saying. Just pointing out the facts here. So that is, is there anything else that we need to talk about this week on the onside kick? Did we miss anything? Um, anything from around the league? I don't think league? so. I, not, not that I can think of. The only Nothing thing. I feel like bringing up at least. The only thing I can think to bring up that, but this is more of a side note from a podcast we had a few weeks ago of our last a podcast we had weeks ago about. Colin Kaepernick seemed like it's coming true. Now with him being put on IR that his time may be done in San Francisco. So I'd go check out that podcast where me and Mark talked about Colin Kaepernick's time being done in San Francisco. But that is going to do it for the onside kick this week. I want to thank you guys for checking out the podcast, listening to us. Mark calling in all the way from his beautiful home on this weird scheduling day at the MVP Studios. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Mark's at the Mark Weber with two E's. Make sure to hit that like, subscribe button, that repost, that heart on SoundCloud. Go leave your thoughts in the comments section. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.